Hello, welcome to the Alone Show. I'm your host, Johnny Alone. In this episode, we may have regulars come on. Let's not. Huh. Who knows? The show must go on. As for our guest, he's from Indianapolis, Indiana. He's an entrepreneur and currently operating a software development agency. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Michael Dowden. <laughs> Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Great. So, how's life? Life's going well. Having a good year so far. Nice, nice. And uh, have you been up too much recently? Yeah, well, I've got a lot of things going on. Working on a couple uh, software uh, releases, have some, some great clients we're working with. And next week, I am flying out to New York City to speak at a couple software conferences. So quite a bit happening. Wow. That's a lot going on. So tell, tell me more about what you do. Yeah, sure. So in, in my uh, day job, I operate a software development company. And, and what we do is help companies build digital products. So say for the sake of argument, you, you have a startup and you have an idea and you want to get an app launched and out the door, we would help with that. We, we work with large companies to help them. Maybe they have a new way that they want to reach their customers and they want to build a, a software product to help them with that. We, we can help them from the design to implementation to rolling that out the door. We do that for a lot of different companies. We also have some of our own software products that we've built based on our own ideas. So one of those is a parking application. One of those is a brand management tool that we built just because we needed some way to, to manage things for ourselves. And so we rolled it out to other people as well. Uh, a lot of that type of stuff. So I started life as a software developer and moved into entrepreneurship and really kind of trying to bridge making cool things that are useful for people that have sort of a business and a, and a personal need, but also using technology to, to do that. Hmm. Great. And what, and what is it specifically? Does a software development agency work on mainly? So it can be lots of different things depending on the company. What our firm specializes is building applications from start to finish. So typically the way that would work is, is a, a company or an individual will come to us with, with their vision, their idea, what it is they want to build. And we start with the, the consulting on the design phase. So it comes down to, okay, what is your target audience? Who are you trying to reach? What problem are you trying to solve for them? How are you going to solve it? Uh, how are, uh, and, and sometimes like we'll even get into the business consulting side, right? So like, how are you going to make money with this idea, right? What are the different ways in which you can turn this into profit for yourself? How can we make sure that we're really helping the people you want to help and not causing any unintended consequences or side effects for them or any somebody else? And then we start get into the design. How are people going to interface with this product you're offering? How do you want things to look when they onboard? Do you, what brand do you want to have for this? How, what kind of you know, like emotion do you want to evoke when you're doing that? And all the way down to the nuts and bolts of actually doing the implementation, writing the software that, that's required, doing the testing, making sure that it meets you know, security standards and accessibility standards and all these types of things and then hosting, running, and supporting it on down the road. So really full service, everything you need to take your idea and turn it into an app that's out in the world 
that people can work with. Fabulous. And what has been the biggest project thus far? There's been a couple really big ones. So the, the first big, big project that we did is our, actually our own design and it's called Flexi Park. And it is a mobile parking application that it, it grew from an idea for taking shared parking or rather to take, take unused parking and turn it into shared parking. So the, the person on our team was uh, working as a photographer kind of his free time for an event. He shows up an event in the rain with all of his photography equipment in the back and can't find any place to park because every place the, the parking lots are empty, but they're all posted, you know, no trespassing tow away zone, et cetera, et cetera. So what we started doing is we built an entire company around the idea of working with these businesses that have parking that was posted, you know, no parking outside of their business hours and making that something that they can make revenue from. So we, we have a full parking management application that we've built. So uh, any business owner that has idle parking can put up our signs, use our app to track and manage what's going on, to do enforcement, to leave tickets. They get revenue from people who pull in and park and pay the fee to be there, all that sort of thing. So that, that launched five years ago and is doing really well. Um, expanded across the state of Indiana. We're working on growing it beyond beyond just our small area and into other states as well. It's been doing really well in the US. So then the next one is actually one of our clients that we're working with right now. I can't disclose too much about it, but it's a really exciting fintech startup, building it from the ground up where we really did do the, the full service consulting on you know brand and profit streams and everything. And they are working on a platform that's going to help buy and sell companies. And it's going to, it's really, really exciting. And it's been just a huge project. We've been about a year and a half into that right now. Incredible. And what got you starting or what inspired you to make a software development agency? That's a great question. I, so my career, I've been doing this for over 20 years now and a lot of my time working for other companies was either working for startups, uh, which I've always I've always kind of liked the the startup thing, the idea of trying to take something new and, and get it off the ground, but also a lot of consulting where basically I would bounce from company to company, company doing projects. It could be anything from starting a new project or, or helping them solve problems with an existing project, any number of things. And as time went on with that, I was I was about a decade into my career and I went back to school to get a, an MBA in entrepreneurship because I realized that I really wanted to kind of start my own company and take things in my own direction, which is that I really love building digital products and, and that long-term lifetime that, that some of these things can have. And I really always enjoyed those that type of work. Um, and, and part of it is that I, a lot of, a lot of tech people have their niche, right? That, that one specific technology that I like working on, or this one specific type of problem they like working on. And what I realized is that the, the problem I like working on is building things that help people in some way. And that, that requires, you know, design skill, technology skill, business, uh, interpersonal communication, 
uh, all these different types of things working in tandem. And I wanted to kind of design my own career path, if you will. And, and that's kind of what it turned into is building an agency. I don't know that I really set out to do it that way, but that's, that's how it's worked out and it's been great. Hmm. Okay. Nice. And is there, is there any potential applications that you want to develop sometime in the future? Oh goodness. So many. Um, <laughs> uh, well, what, what, one example of a small project that I started four years ago, uh, I mentioned that I'm going to, to speak at a conference next week. Right. And a big part of speaking at, at conferences, a lot of times as you go through a call for speakers or a call for presenters or even a call for papers, it's, it goes by different names. But basically, it's you finding the conference, submitting why you think you should be a speaker there, what you're going to talk about, what makes it interesting, what makes you special, and letting them know about you, and then getting either selected or rejected. And it's, it's a big process. And I, I apply to dozens of conferences every year and usually end up speaking at anywhere from 10 to 20 events. And I created a tool to help me find events to speak at. And it's called the, De the Tech Daily CFP. And it's basically a Twitter bot that follows almost a thousand conferences now and then retweets whenever that call for speakers goes out so that it's easy to find, and then also sends a daily email digest of all the CFPs that have launched for the day. And one of the things that I really, really want to do is build a whole set of tools for people that speak at conferences and events, because there's so much data that we have to track. What events did I, have I spoken at in the past? What events have I already signed up for? What talks do I have written that I could throw out on a notice? What are some of the ideas that I have? and sort of build a platform for speakers to be able to not only manage everything that goes into doing this, but also help conferences find people instead of the other way around. So that's something that I have in the back of my head that I really would love to build. Wow. Well, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be really, really useful. I think it, and I think it'd be really helpful for like, like podcasts and things as well. People looking for, you know, guest bloggers, all this sort of thing. There's a lot of knowledge experts out there, but it's, it's really hard to make that connection sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Do you ever travel often? Oh, yeah, I, I love to travel. Um, I, I've been very fortunate as, as part of the, the conference thing that I've gotten to do a lot of traveling for the conferences and the events, but I've done quite a bit on my own as well. Okay. And what of the many places you've been to has been your favorite so far? Oh man, that, that's, that is a really tough one. I would say the most, the, the, the one that is, I think the most spectacular in a lot of ways was getting to, to visit Antarctica. Um, I went down there, I took my whole family. We went on a three week cruise down to and around Antarctica. And that was just spectacular. Like nothing else I've ever done in my life. Uh, we'll never forget that as long as I live. Um, I've been, I've been all over the place. I've been to every continent so far, except Asia. I, ironically, two different pandemics have canceled my plans to visit. So hopefully in the next, in the next year to, to make that trip finally. Uh, of course. Yes. Hope so. That'd be nice. Oh yeah, absolutely.
If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? If I could live anywhere in the world, man, that's, that's really tough. I thinking about some of the things that I really like, I love the mountains. I love the ocean. I love people, but I also love being able to get out into the wilderness. I, I don't know that there's been a great place where I'd like, Oh, this is definitely perfect. Ireland's way up there though, because Ireland kind of has it all. And within, you know, same day type of travel distance. That that was spent. I spent about a week and a half in Ireland, and I would love to go back. I could spend a lot of time there. I also really love the Netherlands. Um, great people, great great country. So much to do. Um, man, I don't know. A lot, a lot of a lot of fantastic places. I, I tell you, when I, I visited uh, Tierra del Fuego down in South America, all the way down to the the tip, very tip of southern tip of South America. Just some beautiful country down there. Um, you're, you're right. You're right there in the ocean. You you have beautiful mountains and inland lakes and volcanoes. Got to see a little bit of everything there as well. Don't know if I would want to live there. It gets a little chilly, but it's certainly lovely for a visit. I think to to live Ireland would be pretty pretty high up on my list. Hmm. All right, I agree. Where do you think would be the best place to explore? The best place to explore. I guess it kind of depends on what you're what you're wanting to to like what what you're really into. I I haven't been to Italy, but there's a lot of amazing places in Italy that I would very much love to to explore and go on an adventure. I think that if you're into um, more of the outdoors type of thing, the Tierra del Fuego, uh, Patagonia area, Southern America is fantastically beautiful. Um, I would love to go to Kilimanjaro. And if, if there was any one mountain in the world that I would love to climb, that would be at the top of my list for sure. I kind of All right. just depends what you're looking for. <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool. What has been the best thing you bought off Amazon? Best thing I bought off of Amazon. Ooh, boy. Let me think for a second. I've got. I found some some really, really fascinating things. I, one of, one of the the best is honestly, I, I have these laptop stands that help elevate the laptop and keep it cool underneath. And it sounds so trivial, but it's like a ten dollar gizmo, and it keeps my back from hurting from being hunched over too far, and avoids the the laptop overheating. So that's that's been kind of a win. All right then. Sounds good. What was the weirdest nickname you were given? The weirdest nickname. I've gotten some some interesting ones over the years. Uh, my my number one nickname has been just my my last name, which isn't particularly weird. I'm, I don't know. I can't. I'm having trouble. I don't get a lot of nicknames. Most of the nicknames I get are just riffs off of my actual name. And nothing really particularly interesting. Although when I was in in college, I got made fun of for having the most volatile hairstyles because I was constantly either growing it out or cutting it short or whatever else. And then one year I had a little tiny accident with a razor, which meant that I had a lot less hair than I had meant to have at the time. And it was really, really sunny that week. 
and I may have gotten a really bad uh, sunburn on a mostly bald head, and I got nicknamed Two Ball. You know, which is the the billiards ball? It's the red one. Yeah, that's oh, one of the no, the worst nicknames. Oh, I deserved that, that's unfortunate. it. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, it was painful. <laughs> but it could have been worse. It could have been, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> What's your favorite ice cream topping? Favorite ice cream? To- Straight up whipped cream. Love it. Maybe, uh, maybe also like fruits, like like strawberries and whipped cream on top of. Mm, perfect. All right, then. Sounds cool. What 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 has been the most amazing sunset you have ever witnessed? The most amazing sunset I've ever witnessed. I've seen some pretty great ones. I uh, I think that that being out on the ocean and watching the sunset with just the right lighting, it's, it's magnificent. And it, it just, it, it fills the whole horizon. And that's, that's pretty spectacular. I think that's pretty hard to beat. All right, then. Sounds cool. Do you have any hidden talents? Wow. Hidden talents. I, I have, uh, I don't know how many hidden talents other than I'm, I'll, I'll try anything once. <laughs> I, I have the ability to eat really spicy food. Um, one of my, my least known things about me is that I actually have an IMDB profile for having, you know, participated in some, uh, low budget films. I have done may, maybe music composition is something that not a lot of people know about. I don't know that it's quite a talent, but it's definitely something that I've done in the past. That's great. I guess if someone wrote a book about you, what do you think it's title would be <laughs> oh, I am willing to to bet it would have a title about something along the lines of what an amazing asshole I mean um <laughs> <laughs> he's really a nice guy but no <laughs> uh, woefully misunderstood no, I don't know <laughs> hmm. My my, right. my my friends my my friends always joke that 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 I'm a, a an asshole. It's I can be oblivious sometimes, <laughs> which which le- leads to kind of not really paying attention to um yeah not reading the room sometimes <laughs> can get oh, you into okay. trouble. Oh yes, I've been there many times. <laughs> Where would you see yourself twenty years from now? Where can I see myself 20 years from now? I would I would love to be in a place 20 years from now where I spend most of my time helping other entrepreneurs kind of get started and get, get going with things. I'd love to see where I'm doing more work because I want to, because I, it feels good, because I'm helping people and a, we're a lot less worried about making revenue from it. Um, be in a position where I can be more, more in that sort of, of mindset. Definitely would love to be in a position where I, I could be either, either traveling more or just not necessarily always living in the same place, spending time in different places with different people. I love, I absolutely love just meeting, meeting different people in different places. 
uh, and seeing how I could help out. I would love to be able to do that. Okay. Sounds cool. What is the most ridiculous fact that you know? <sighs> the most ridiculous fact that I know. Oh, goodness. I know why uh, cornflakes were invented, and it, it, it was uh, it's pretty nefarious. Uh, I'm not going to say that right there on the podcast, but don't hesitate to look it up, and then you'll know it too. Um, there, there's also weird medical ones like the reason the chainsaw was invented, and it wasn't for cutting down trees, and if you're squeamish at all, do not look that one up. Hmm. Interesting. Well, anyway, one of our regulars has turned up, Eric Taylor. How's it going, mate? Okay, maybe his mic is not working at the moment, but we will <laughs> get in there eventually. But yeah, nice. uh, one of our regulars has just turned up just a few minutes before the end. So, uh, getting on, do you think a hot dog is a sandwich? If a hot dog is a sandwich, then so is a taco. I'm going to have to lean with probably not. You know what? You make a very good point. <laughs> Seems logically fair to me. Ta tacos, gyros, hot dogs, they kind of all fall in that same category. It's somewhere between, it's a handheld, I don't know what you'd cl classify it, but it's not a proper sandwich. Yeah, you know what, I actually do agree with that. I mean, <laughs> if it's a sandwich, why would it be one bread wrapped around the meat? Rather exactly. Than two, di two different bread ends. Exactly. To one. Yeah, it just makes no sense. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. So, Eric, is your mic working or are you still on mute, kind of? I'll tell you the yes then. So, what would be the first thing you'd do when you win the lottery? First thing I did when I won the lottery, uh, I, I would call uh, an accountant and an attorney and have a conversation about what the next step should be. <laughs> First thing I would do, and once once I'm past that point and in the point of spending money, I, I think the first thing that I would do would be uh, pay off my house. Get that out the way. Hmm. All righty then. Sounds good. So, please, Eric, is your mic working or not? Ah, oh, come on. It's still not working. Okay. So, if you had a tattoo or you're about to get a tattoo, where would it be? Or what would it be? Surprisingly, I actually don't have one yet. If I was going to get one, I would probably would get a, a Celtic cross. It's been a, a symbol that I've kind of appreciated for a long time. I don't know where I would get it. Okay. Probably arm or shoulder. Okay. Sounds cool. Have you ever met anyone famous? Yes. A few times. There are different levels of famous. Probably the most famous person I ever met was, I'm going to blank on his name. It was Chekhov from the original Star Trek series. He was at Gen Con just kind of walking around. I had the opportunity to talk with him for a little bit. Um, I've met a number of, of people like through, through Gen Con and different gaming events. Um, most of the, the celebrities that I, I meet are people that are really popular in the tech world and completely unknown outside of that. <laughs> All right, then. Sounds cool. So if you were chosen to be a colonist for a new habitable planet, would you take the opportunity? 
Colonists for a new habitable planet. I guess it's it depends on who's going to be going. Uh, like I'm 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 intrigued. I'm interested. It, it's it's definitely something that I'm open to. But uh, like you you have to really like the people you're going with, or else that's going to be just awful. I mean, imagine being stuck with people you don't like for the rest of your life and dependent upon each other for survival. You got to have the right group for that. <laughs> yeah, and you know what. You, it's also got to be more about the skill set they also have in oh, order totally. to like, yeah, got to think about that too. I, I feel like I'm more of a of the useless facts type, although I could probably keep their tech technology running, but like, <laughs> I don't know how much I would have to offer in that situation. All right. Yep, I agree. If you were to travel back in time, which decade would you want to live in? Ooh, when would I, you know, it's going to sound kind of, kind of weird, but I might go for the, the, the seventies or the eighties. I tell you what, I don't want to go too far back. I like air conditioning. <laughs> cool. Like, like there's a lot of points in history where I would love to, to go hang out and, and meet people and, and experience it for a little while. But if I've got to be stuck with it, I, I don't want my creature comforts. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Eric Taylor, uh, can you hear us? Because we can't hear you right now. Dang it. <laughs> Technology, oh, I tell you what, it's always yeah. a challenge. It sure is. What's the best way to start the morning? Big old cup of coffee. Of course. Of course it is. Okay. With, 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 oh, yes, yeah, finally, Eric. Eric. Okay. Yes. Oh, great. What a relief. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't sure what was wrong. I just had to restart it. I, I don't know why I was afraid to restart it because I thought it would end the whole call. I, I don't know why. No, it's all right. It, it, it off and on again always works. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, this recording only ends if I leave the room. Oh. Hey, that's good. Yeah, so it's all good. Okay, okay, that's good. So, Eric, is there any questions you want to ask Michael? Is there <laughs> any questions you want to ask Michael? Are you still Eric? Oh, my gosh. Technology these days. <laughs> oh, man. What a kook. Well. That's how these things go sometimes, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yep, it always happens. If you had to bury a treasure chest, where would you hide it? I had to bury a treasure chest. Maybe in a landfill. Nobody's going to go messing with it there. Hmm. Interesting. Is, you, is the mic working, Eric? I don't know. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I can hear you. So it's definitely working. Okay, great, great. That's great. Any question, is there any questions you want to ask Michael before? No. All I got to say is, as for the hot dogs... We call those glizzies. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. That's interesting. Don't know why. It's weird. Yep. <laughs> I mean, this is a strange world sometimes. So, uh, yeah. Weird is the new norm, I guess. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I oh, absolutely yeah. agree with that. Indeed. And that is all we have for this episode. It was great having you here, Michael, talking about Thank you so much. your digital consultant agency, kind of, and everything else has been amazing. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
anytime. And until next time, stay tuned for more.